0: Time for the 49ers Rush podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman.
1: What is going on, Faithful? It is Thursday, which means I'm with one of my good friends, Brian McFadden from Legit Football. We're going to be going over everything, 49ers, plus the NFC West. We got Clayton behind the scenes, so make sure you get your questions in. Uh, I'm coming to you live from Atlanta. The traveling uh, continues to mount, but Brian is still in the mothership. Brian, how are you, my friend? How's your week looking?
2: Uh, it's great. As I was talking to you, John, this is we're in it. This is the grind. There's a lot going on in the NFL, but this is why we do this. We love it. It's worth the hard work. Uh, kudos to John for all the traveling he's doing. And he's still coming at you guys. He doesn't skip a beat. Uh, as always, I'm excited to go on
1: Thursday. Let's talk, uh, NFL week six. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. And I don't know. I feel like so far the NFL has done a pretty good job outside of primetime games. The fact that the Broncos have had so many primetime games, that's a huge loss for all of humanity. But I feel like this is probably the least fireworks, like, drama week. There's a lot of non-divisional matchups. There's a lot of cross AFC, NFC matchups. I really feel like, as far as playoffs are considered, there's four heavy hitters. The NFC West has one of those. But obviously the Bills and Chiefs matchup, that's huge. Cowboys-Eagles, that's huge. That's the thing.
2: It's top-heavy. Those four, so we just had our Power Ranking Show yesterday, released our Power Ranking Show. Four of the top five teams are playing each other, those four teams that you just mentioned. So it's a battle of the two marquee matchups. That's what's got me excited. Uh, I'm certainly not excited about Bears Commanders tonight, but they can't all be winners.
1: They can't. Uh, But yeah, Broncos, Chargers, and then the Cardinals-Seahawks. Like, I feel like those four, whether they're good teams or good matchups, whatever, regardless, I think that they have the largest playoff implications. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those four we're going to talk about. And so we're going to start off with the Rams, then we're going to jump to the Niners, and we're going to conclude today's episode talking Cardinals-Seahawks, because I think there's a lot on the line for that one. Whoever loses goes 0-2 in the division, That could be kind of the beginning of the end, uh, if you will. So let's dive in. The 49ers helped the freaking Rams out, and I'm still mad about it. I I was talking before the show. um, You get the head coach fired for the Panthers. You get the defensive coordinator fired for the Panthers. Baker Mayfield's now out. They're down to their fourth quarterback, the Panthers. And what I believe is the worst team in the entire NFL right now, the Panthers. They got to travel all the way across country and play the Rams. And the Rams have a bye week next week. I, I just feel like everything is just shaping up way too easily for the Rams this week. What are your thoughts, Brian?
2: Yeah, same. I mean, what a good matchup here after the Rams got embarrassed by the Cowboys uh, when they were favored by four and a half points. So this is this is a McVay dream to get a, a team that is as in transition as it gets. This will be their first game with Steve Wilkes as the interim coach. He does have one year experience for the Arizona Cardinals. so I'm sure you guys have some familiarity there. Uh, But as you said, they're down to P.J. Walker starting at quarterback uh, against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. This defense for the Rams has not been as good as maybe we would have thought going into the season. The offensive line has kind of been as bad as we predicted, maybe even worse. How about the worst team in our power rankings, the Carolina Panthers? This could not have lined up better for the Rams to to have a bounce back at home. It is a high spread, 10.5 points. Typically, based on the way a team has been playing, like the Rams have been playing, I wouldn't go for this. But because of all the other factors, uh, there are some injuries to some key players to Carolina, even beyond Baker Mayfield. Uh, And I just think that McVeigh is going to be licking his chops. I've got the Rams not only winning, but covering that 10
1: and a half point spread. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. But again, worst team and teams respond. Like, who are you, right? Like, you just got embarrassed. You just got people fired. Are you the type of team that's going to rebound and kind of rally and you know get some pride, or are you mm. just the type of team that's going to fold? We don't know yet. Um, we, we've seen kind of both end, right. Like we saw last year with the Raiders when they moved on from Gruden, and then all of a sudden they just went on this tear. It, it, maybe that could happen. Baker's been playing as the worst quarterback in the NFL. Can you know, <laughs> PJ be better? Um, or, I mean, he or can't, worse. Be worse. <laughs> he can't, can't be worse. He can't be worse.
2: I'll say that, um, but I mean, there's a reason this guy was in, uh, what was it, the XFL, and I mean, he's right. he's, he's got, he can do some things with his legs that Baker can't, uh, but he's always been a little bit uh, slow in his progressions, questionable decision-making, has been prone to turnovers, he's been prone to exciting plays, so I think this game will be, this team will be a little bit more fun to watch with P.J. Walker, but this is not a good matchup for them, um, you know, like I said, go, running for his life against Aaron Donald, who, by the way, is still playing uh, elite football even if the rest of the Rams defense is not. He's graded on over 90 at PFF the past two weeks. This is a guy who's still doing his job uh, going up against the Panthers offense, offensive line that has had some trouble pass protecting. They've been decent in run protection uh, and Carolinas will be playing from behind so they're going to have to pass the ball Uh, Yeah, I just, there's not a lot to like here. There is such thing as the interim coach bump. You have, you're you're not wrong to mention that. There is actual historical precedence. I just don't see it manifesting this week. I think if they were playing a divisional game and maybe there's some hype, but the Rams coming off that tough loss, I think they're going to be motivated. McVay is going to come up with some offensive game plan to take advantage of this banged up Carolina defense. Uh, Yeah, there's just, uh, I'm very confident in this pick here.
1: What, what do you think about Sean's comment? He says, what would we say about the Rams if they end up losing to Carolina? Um, I, I'll, I'll take it further. Okay, let's just say hypothetically it's another close game, which we've seen the Rams do repeatedly. Mm-hmm. If they have another close game, what's the message for the Rams in this 2022 year?
2: If it's a close game but they win – uh, I don't think the narrative changes one way or the other. I don't think it goes up. I don't think it goes down because you still find a way to win. I think, like I said, there is such thing as interim coach bounce. If they lose this game, though, we have to start talking about the Rams as a non-playoff team with some of the other teams that play. The Giants are 4-1. They just beat the Packers. They're The Vikings are 4-1. There are other teams jockeying for those 6th and 7th wildcard spots. Uh, the Niners right now firmly in control of first uh, in the NFC West. If the Rams lose to so the Carolina Panthers who are as bad a franchise as it gets at this moment in the NFL and, and at home. And and at home? Yeah, then we have to start saying, wow, these losses, this this offensive line, the talent that they lost, uh the injuries that they faced, uh their one-dimensional offense that they have. This is a problem and it will be a problem for the rest of the season. We have to start wondering if they're even make the playoffs in the first place.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. And it, it's one of those games that man, I want to keep an eye on. Because if it just if it drags on and the Rams, you know, keep going, doing what they're doing, uh, where they just allow teams to stick around, we're gonna see because the Rams, they have this game, then they have their bye week, then it's the 49ers again. Two matchups in one month. And that Rams game, that turned the 49ers season around, right? Um, th- they won that and then they won the next one, and now we'll see what happens next. So you're going to get the Rams again. If the Rams go into this bye week with their head down, it could get bad. Now, um, before we – is there anything else, Brian? I'm sorry that you have on this Rams uh, matchup before no, we jump it's, on. No,
2: it's, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, we already covered everything. Uh, the Rams are lucky. The Rams are lucky to get the worst team in the NFL with the, with the state that they're at right now. Um, if they don't capitalize, you're you're right, uh, Sean, and everyone else uh, out there to question the, the future of this Rams team.
1: I don't mind questioning the Rams ever. Now, if you are in town, Faithful, in Atlanta, we've got everything set up for you guys. We've got our Saturday night party. We've got our Sunday tailgate to go to the game together. Uh, man, we have so many people coming out. Wayne Breezy, um, Aponte, Crocker, uh, Peachy, Moe's. We, we got all these fun personalities, plus all the people that have bought tickets. Uh, it's going to be absolutely – I'm very excited about this trip to Atlanta. So if you haven't got your tickets yet – Go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, and if you're not in Atlanta, that's okay. We've got trips planned for every single road game the entire year. Plus, Brian's going to be at the game um, in uh, Miami. It's the Miami game, but it's going to be in Santa Clara. We are setting that that up as well. We're going to have an awesome tailgate. Really excited about that one uh, over in the blue lot. Um, So anyway, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Now, let's pivot. Let's talk about this game this week. Because, Brian, I've seen your picks. I've seen your picks. (laughs) Sorry. And I'm just going to let you know you're still on my Christmas card list. Um, But walk us through where you're at with the 49ers at Falcons.
2: Yeah, so this was not easy for me to pick. Pick, uh, Covering the spread was actually fairly – I'm fairly confident in that for a few reasons. Atlanta has – they just lost to the Bucks. They lost by six. That's the actually the biggest loss they've had this year. They have been in every single game. They should have beat the Saints in week one. They almost came back and beat those Rams. Uh, I think it was back in, in week two or three. Uh, so this is a team that's competitive they are They play a style of offense that I think matches up well against San Francisco, especially with the injuries that the Niners have on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, losing Mosley, uh, did it in practice. You might have more information on, on if he's trending towards playing, but the way we're seeing it right now, yeah, they might need to hold him out just, just to be cautious. He is so valuable to your defense. He's at this moment in time, probably the best pass rusher in the NFL can't afford to push him out there too early. Arizona, Atlanta, this, this Arthur Smith offense is built around time of possession. It's built around a running game. They have a quarterback who al- also allows them to move the ball on the ground. Mariota has not been good against the pass, but he hasn't needed to be. They've been in every game. Kyle Pitts is going to be back this week. They have that weapon. Um, but I just think that they're going to they're gonna want to control the ball. A lot of it stem, starts from up front. They actually have one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL right now. The Falcons do. This is something people didn't see coming. So I think it's going to be a close game, which is why I'm confident that at least Atlanta will cover that 5.5. And, um, and as I looked at it, I just think Atlanta's going to be motivated after that tough loss, after that horrible roughing the passer call that Grady Jarrett had against the Bucs. I just see this Atlanta team coming out fired up, and this is not a knock on San Francisco as much as it is. I just think Atlanta is going to come to play. I think it's going to come right down to the end, playing at home. I got to pick some underdogs to win each week, and, and Atlanta was was my pick here.
1: I, I walk into this game not feeling very confident. Um, I think before the season, I felt very confident about yeah. this. You saw it on the schedule, and you're like ooh. All right, all right. Chalk it up as a win, yep. But as the season progresses, you know, Carolina last week felt super confident. Super confident. Yeah. This week, not so much. Obviously, the injuries. I like how scrappy the Falcons are. Now, Brian, let me ask you this. They lose. They don't have a good record. They they start selling assets. Deion Jones sold them for pennies on the dollar. Do you think that that's going to have an impact on the locker room knowing they're selling off starters – for future late round picks to basically start building up some salary cap? Like, does that have an impact on this locker room and say, well, they're already writing this year off?
2: The way I see this Falcons team playing, I don't think it's a locker room issue. I think one of the reasons, and you might remember this from our power ranking show in the off season, I was higher on Atlanta than most of the consensus because I like Arthur Smith. I like him as a coach. He's the type of guy who I like his style of play. Uh, I like his kind of ground and pound that you saw in Tennessee. He controls the ball clock, and his players seem to play well for him. The biggest surprise here uh, is how well the defense has played under defensive coordinator mm. Dean Pees. Um, AJ Terrell, you know, has has shown that he can. He locked down Amari Cooper a couple weeks ago. He is now a you know a, probably a top five cornerback. Grady Jarrett. Uh, is still great, but they don't have a lot of other name brand talent, but they're still finding ways to win. Deion Jones was on injured reserve, so this is not a huge loss. Yes, he he has been a star for them in the past, but he is not the reason that they have been competitive, so I don't think that that has a huge impact on them, uh, and I would not be surprised at all if the 49ers win this game. Like I said, this was not a game I'm confident that the Falcons will win. I just think St things are kind of lining up with the Falcons at home after that tough loss, the way they were coming back against the the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady only to have it taken from them. It just feels like this is the kind of game where the Falcons are going to grind it to the very end and, and maybe pull it out on a Niners defense. That's a little banged up.
1: They have played everybody close. You talked about yeah. that. Like that's the problem I have with the spread. Like they played some good teams and every single game has been decided by one possession or less. Yeah. And only one of those was over five points. Uh, that was last week, and the rest had to help them out. Now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: h- again, how do they respond? You've, I, I've been a part of teams where things break the wrong way, and they go into this victim mentality. Or I've been a part of teams where things break the wrong way, and they say, screw it, let's overcome it. We don't know. This is a young team that – and you know, I saw somebody in the chat, Clayton, asked, what is the Falcons' identity? It's to run the ball. Oh, what's oh. up, mullet? That picture matches your uh, you – that's strong to quite strong. Quinn, is that Andre Quinn, Agassi? It looks like Agassi. Yeah, is a great I think shot. I yeah. Quinn Ewers would uh, approve. Hook them yeah. horns. Um, the, the idea is this. like, How are they going to respond? We know their identity. It's run the ball on offense. On defense, they're still trying to figure that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think everything starts with the run. And even when Corderell Patterson went down, they still got some good backup running backs. Like they're still running the ball. You talked about their offensive line. They want to be a similar team to the 49ers where the run predicates everything and builds their mentality. We'll have to see. You got to remember this is Arthur Smith who came over from Tennessee. Mm. Right. And and so it's this, Hey, we're going to be physical and go after that. Now the problem is for the 49ers and we're going to detail this in our full scouting report and prediction show later this week. I'll probably get that done tomorrow. Um, man three out of four defensive linemen going to be out for the 49ers and each one of those Kinlaw Armstead, Bosa they're at their best versus the run Bosa maybe a little bit he's just best everywhere i don't know you're kind of playing into
2: that's why I did pick Atlanta. If, if San Francisco is at full strength, I'm picking Niners here. Just so we're clear, this is not a one roster versus the other. This is the current situation as we go into week six. The fact that you lost a starting cornerback, the fact that you're losing the best pass rush in the NFL, other players, you know, I think Armstead has already been ruled out for this week. Other players along the defensive line, valuable starters that are not going to be available in this game. That just, that tips it. And you mentioned that the coaching edge, like how does the team respond? Well, Arthur Smith comes from the variable coaching tree. How did the Titans respond to going O two? They've only racked off three wins. How did yeah. they respond to having all these, this, uh, you know, adversary last year? Uh, they, they, they ended up having the number one seed in the AFC, like coaches, coaching matters. We say this every week, John, and I give the edge to Arthur Smith to find a way to work. Ooh. Niners are healthy. We're not having this conversation, but just so you guys know, before you kick me off this show, that's why I'm leaning Atlanta to win this game at home.
1: No, I like it. I like it. And, uh, I saw somebody ask if Bosa practiced that. He did not. Uh, mm-hmm. Second day in a row. And, again, if I was the coach, you know, I'm not talking to the doctors, so I can't dive in there. I'm resting him. I am resting him. Why? This game, it's winnable, but it's not what you hang your hat on. Here's, here's what minimal the impact.
2: It's minimal impact on the season.
1: If the 49ers lose this game, Rams win, Cardinals win, guess what? 49ers still in first place because of the divisional tiebreaker. So you don't put everything on this game. It, if Bosa's not right and the groin can be reaggravated very, very easily, okay, it's, it's got to be rested. And me personally, I would not put him out there. Um, that's just me. And we've got depth. Right now you have depth at the edge position. Charles Aminehu, Drake Jackson, Samson Aboukons back at pre- Did you know that you can now win up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's
3: that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh,
1: Kimiko Ture, who got elevated. Carrie Hyder, Like, you've got a very healthy, stable defensive end group that's going to be fine are any of those guys bosa no i'd argue there's nobody there's no other actually there is one other bosa there's two bosas (laughs) they're both out with groin injuries um don't rush it back um don't do it brian anything else on this game before we move on
2: I hope I'm wrong for you guys. <laughs> you know, hey, man. I take no joy in this. I, I'm almost like an honorary Niners fan at this point because I'm on this show and because I live so close to the stadium. Uh, I just, you know, I cover the whole NFL. I have to call it like I see it, but I hope I'm wrong.
1: Dude, I love it. No, stay true, man. Now, I've got a teaser bet that I'm going to share with you guys right after this quick word from our sponsor. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie, As always, if you want to enjoy The football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general. You can bet on anything over there. MyBookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season... Double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit 250 you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely. My bookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us. MyBookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie all right one of my favorite teaser bets um which a teaser bets like a parlay except it pays a lot smaller because you're getting points so we're doing a plus seven two-team teaser which means i'm taking the 49ers over the falcons so instead of that five points which it was at five and a half now it's down at five on my bookie the 49ers get two points so 49ers just have to win um by one point And you get that one covered. And I'm taking the Jags, uh, which with the seven points plus nine and a half at the Colts, I do not believe in the Colts whatsoever. And I kind of went off this man's rankings to go with that one. Um, I really like the Jags over the Colts. We'll see. Uh, But, yeah, those are bet 10 to win 7.1. You can kind of extrapolate that depending on how much you're willing to bet. But that's a two-team teaser. We've done very, very well with our teasers this year, Um, really last couple of years. So we're going to stick with that one. Now, here we go. I love this. Um, let, I love it, Sean. What's up? He says, "Mahalo for a real um, objective view, Brian. Do not change. It's awesome to have different views. That's how we learn. You know, it's one of the worst things in society is that people think disagreements are bad or discourse is bad. No, discourse oh, grows. It's human. It's human. Um, do not agree with everything I say. I'm a moron. Um, and it's easy to get on here and just say the Forty Nineers is going to win all the time. That's not what we're trying to do. We are trying to provide." objective now obviously i'm tainted because i'm a fan and that's going to drive a lot of my views but that's why we have people like brian on that can come and kind of keep things straight Mm -hmm. now let's go to the game of the week as far as the nfc west is concerned this cardinals at seahawks game um Mm -hmm. this has gigantic implications because whoever loses not only falls to last place they're going to be oh and two In the division and man how the heck are they going to climb out of that
2: i want to first start by saying i've been eating crow about geno smith i'm gonna keep doing it i I, i'm tired (laughs) of saying he's gonna come down he's gonna he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the entire nfl we now have five weeks of data i don't know if it was just a matter of the system and just the way this shane waldron offense works works for him uh but at the end of the day, uh, this Seahawks defense just completely throws all of that Gino love down the toilet. It doesn't matter how many points they can put up if they're going to let up more points. We saw that play out in spades against the Saints where Gino, was, Gino made some amazing throws. Even you guys as Niner fans have to appreciate that one throw he threw to Tyler Lockett in the end zone. I mean, that's if you like... Quarterback play in the National Football League—you got to appreciate that. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter because their defense led up 39 points to the Saints—an offense that has been in the bottom 10 for the whole for the first yeah. four weeks of the season. That's problematic. I, I like this matchup for Arizona. They actually play better on the road than at home. So the fact that it's in Seattle, I don't think, is a knock for the Cardinals here. Uh, and I'm not high in the Cardinals. You guys have heard me t- say repeatedly how I feel about Arizona here. I just think this matchup works well for them. Seattle will score points. The Arizona defense has been playing a little bit better. They held the, the Falcons to only 20 points last week. Uh, they've been uh, doing a little bit better, getting pressure. They actually are, are fairly decent against the run. Um uh, but I like this Arizona team to put up some points against the Seattle defense, and I just think this is a matter of who scores more points. I've got the, the Cardinals scoring more points than Seattle, and I have them scoring three or more points, so I've got them covering the two and a half.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, it's just weird. Like, you look at the Cardinals, they alternate every week. Lost, win, lost, win, lost, win. Also, they're 2-0 and on the road. Um, I have no faith in Seattle's home fans. You just have not seen them turn out really at all this year. Except after for the Denver game. game. Yeah. <laughs> right. After that first game. So I, I don't know. This is, this is a big game because I, I just really do feel, I know it's early. It's only week six, but whoever loses this, or I'm telling you right now, D U uh, N. they get the yep. Chapman done there. It's over with. Um And so, I want to keep watching. This is one that I really want to watch because you're going to be the bottom dweller. That's just all there is to it. I really think the Rams are chalked up for a win this week. I think the 49ers can win, but regardless, even if they lose, they're still going to have a 2-0 division lead over an 0-2 division loser. So this is going to be interesting to me and something that I really want to watch. And, man, you know, just the more the NFC West continues to shake out, The Seahawks lost maybe their best offensive player in Rashad Penny, which is crazy to say. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so efficient. Now, obviously, DK Metcalf, I understand. But can Kenneth Walker be that guy? They drafted him to be that guy. They drafted him as a top 40 pick. He had
2: one nice play. He had a 69-yard run last week. But uh, is he ready to be a workhorse? Which is what Pete Carroll wants Shane Shane Waldron want. They want a workhorse running back so they can work the play action so they can get those deep shots to DK and to Tyler Lockett. Uh, and maybe he is, but we haven't seen enough from Walker yet to, to show that he could be that every down back. Um, yeah, I just, I like how this is setting up
1: for the Cardinals to, to pull this win here. Yeah, who would I rather win? I would rather the Seahawks win. Um, I will be pulling for the Seahawks because I see Kyler Murray um, and that team can catch on. They can catch on. I think they're the better team. I have zero respect for Seattle. Um, Zero. I think that the Cardinals are mismanaged. But when Kyler Murray's on and it's not a double XP weekend for Call of Duty, um, he's actually a pretty good quarterback. But whenever he's going to be playing video games for a week straight and never study film, yeah, he's going to play like the kid he is. So – some people get that reference. Uh, yeah, the record that he has—it's—it's it's absolutely insane. When there's a double XP week for Call of Duty and not, um, he just gotta plays grind video those, games Got to
2: grind that experience point when you when you get I'm the. Just say it, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm I will say saying. this: so James Connor is looking like he will not play, but I actually put that as a plus. I think Eno Benjamin is a little more electric coming out of the backfield. He scored a touchdown and looked good last week when he came in against Philadelphia, uh, and. He, Without, even without DeAndre Hopkins, you've seen that connection with Marquise Brown. He's actually been one of the most efficient receivers in the NFL, and he has that big playability. I don't have anybody on the Seahawks that, that can contain his type of play style, which is why I'm very confident the Cardinals will put up points. I think the Seahawks will put up points too. I know this, these games typically tend to be low scoring between these two teams, but I see this as like another matchup where neither team can really stop the other team, but the Cardinals, as a better talented team with a better quarterback, end up getting the best of the Seahawks at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think the Cardinals will win this as well. Um, All of the trends say they should win this, right? The loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, and it's Mm -hmm. on the road. Um, yep. and I don't think it's a double XP weekend. I don't know, if somebody can fact check that, but uh, I don't play Call uh, of Duty, so I don't know. I don't, I got, I got my video game t shirt on though, so nice. representing the game crowd, which up, I up think down, is down, healthy. left, right is what they look like. Yeah, that's right, ABBA. <laughs> that's right, man. The, the Kawakami code, baby. Um, and so, like, I don't know, this weekend can be key because I don't think that we're going to figure out who exactly the 49ers are. I think win or lose their kind of personality has kind of been set. I can't find a way for the Rams to lose. So I think those two teams, I don't think anything really changes. You even said so yourself about the Rams. Like we kind of know. Yeah. But this game right here, you know, we've been doing this NFC West episode every single week. This is the one highlighted, bold, underlined. These teams, this is a big deal. So um, win or go home
2: as as much as you can have that in week five.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as much as you can have that. Week yeah. six. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so anyway, if you got any more questions, uh, please let us know. Get those in the chat quick. But before we do that, uh, Brian, talk to us about your schedule this week, where we can find your shows, where we can join you and support what you got going on.
2: Yeah. So we're, we're trying something a little different today. Uh, our first non-30-minute episode on 30 Minutes of Football, we're doing what we're calling a double header. So we're every Thursday, uh, has been at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. We have a 30-minute kind of Thursday night preview, live viewer questions. We've been getting so many questions, we're going to extend it to an hour. So we're going to start at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. We're going to be taking live viewer questions. They can be about the NFL. We usually get fantasy questions, start, sit, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll have the pro football demon. He's with me every Thursday, and we will be previewing uh, that lovely Bears-Commander <laughs> matchup at some point. So that's today. Tomorrow, if you guys are, are like to kind of Pay attention and tail my against the spread picks tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern one, 10 a.m. Pacific one Eastern. We're going to do our week six game picks against the spread show. I've got a new, uh, betting expert coming on there with me every week. His name is Tanner Kern. He's from cold, cold, hard football facts. And he also writes for Forbes betting. Uh, we're going to be giving our thoughts on who is going to win against the spread. Uh, that's Friday. And you know, we do this every day. So, uh, 30 it. minutes of football, you can always find something. And don't forget to sign up for legitfootball.com, the free daily newsletter. That's what this all is all about at the end of the day.
1: I like it. I like it. Yeah. Devin asked this. I need some good news on injuries. Um, have anything positive about Yeah, I'll say this TDP, Ty Davis Price, the third round pick, full participant in practice. And so the running back room, the the you're coming back into it. Jeff Wilson, back to back good weeks, really three good weeks in a row. Tevin Coleman was probably the biggest impact player on the 40 Hours offense out of nowhere. I do not really expect that to continue, nor do I want to rely on Tevin Coleman. But the fact that Ty Davis Price is coming back, it just gives you way more depth to where you don't have to be dependent on one player, right? Insulated is a word we've used a lot on this podcast, stolen from Stephanie from 49ers Carrots when she came on this summer. I think that helps a lot. And Elijah Mitchell's not too far out. We're three weeks from the bye week. And once we get to that point, then you're talking about a lot of people coming back. Aziz, you're talking Elijah Mitchell, Trent Williams probably going to be back before then. That's going to help considerably. Armstead, I think, comes back after that point. So you got to get through these three weeks. You got the Falcons, Chiefs, Rams. It's a big three weeks. But I don't think that this game is one of the ones that I have circled or highlighted. So uh, there are positive things, no doubt about it. Joey asked this, John: Are the Eagles for real? Best team in the NFC? are simply running hot right now. Brian, we'll let you take this one.
2: Yeah, so as I mentioned, we had our power ranking show yesterday. We do it draft style. I have Jimmy Ray on from the NFL Stats Twitter account. I'm sure you guys have seen, if you're ever on Twitter and you see a a stat that says NFL Stats, that's Jimmy. Um, We do it draft style, so we take our turns drafting. And I was curious to see if we would go with the Bills, my personal rankings, I had the Eagles at number one. The way I see it, as long as they keep winning, they deserve to be number one in the rankings. Jimmy agreed with me. Here's what I like about Philadelphia. They're finding different ways to win. They came from behind against a Jaguars team that had a 14-0 lead in bad weather. They were not their best on offense. It was a very condensed offense against Arizona, but they found a way to grind it out at the end of the game to kick the game-winning field goal. Uh, the defense has been one of the best in the NFL, both in the pass rush and in the secondary. They don't have a lot of weaknesses. Nick Sirianni has surprised me this year. That was one of my biggest questions, was not only Hurts, but Sirianni as a coach. I think he's been managing this team well. The play calling has been much better. I didn't love the play calling against Arizona. Uh, Jalen Hurts actually threw 13 screens, which is the most screens a quarterback has thrown in the NFL since they started tracking routes in 2018. So that could be concerning if they try to condense this too much, which means you don't get to take advantage of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith in the deep game. But overall, that's one of the only things I've been able to nitpick. Uh, the Eagles have come to play. I think they're for real. But you know what? We will know for sure when they play Dallas this weekend.
1: Yeah, they've been red hot. And I've been saying for the longest time, them and the 49ers had the best rosters in football. No doubt about it. But both had questions at quarterback. Jalen Hurd has answered those questions. Trey Lance broke his ankle week two. Um, and so that's kind of where they are at. But you look at the the rosters, they have been, both those rosters are incredible, Niners and Eagles. The difference is Niners are banged up with the second most injuries in the league. The Eagles, not so much. So that's been one of those things. Um, Shout out to Jude for the kind words. He says, Brian is enjoyable to listen to. And I like the dolphins update. When will Tua be back?
2: Uh, Yeah, what I was doing, I was bringing up the, uh, the schedule to see when their bye week is Uh, he has started football activities. He's already been ruled out for this weekend. And Teddy Bridgewater is still in concussion protocol. We are looking at Skylar Thompson's first NFL start looking into week 7 it would this early it wouldn't surprise me if they sit to a one more week there's so much scrutiny even if he's ready even if he passes all the the protocols there's so much scrutiny about what happened uh, both in the Bills game and the Bengals game after that with Tua and that has permeated the entire NFL yeah. you've seen a lot of players get ruled out right away with the slightest inkling of, of concussion symptoms uh, and i think the dolphins can't afford to to take that shot i think teddy will be back to start in week 7 so you know, I, let's see. I'm not sure when the bye is, but I would assume week eight. So I think you got two more games without Tua, and then a third game from now. Whatever that next third game is, I think we'll see Tua start then.
1: I like it. I like it, and I, I think you got to get it right, and you got to be over cautious. Otherwise, people are going to be getting fired and sued. Um, and so that's kind of what it is. CJ says, should we be nervous about the Rams at all um, if they string a few wins together before our rematch? Well, they just have one game. They have one game and then a bye week, then us. So, And their one game is against the worst team in the NFL, starting their fourth-string quarterback, uh, P.J. Walker. So they're going to get a win, and then they're going to rest, which I hate. I hate playing a team off of a bye. The good news is it's a team we know, um, and we'll be in L.A. for that trip. So that's going to be the Halloween weekend right before Halloween. We'll be there, 49ers Road Trip, going to be a good time. Um, Yeah, Ty McGill, watch out. He's going to be elevated from the practice squad, I'm sure, him and Akeem Spence. Um, yeah, and you've got to st- stuff the middle, and they got the bodies for it. Ty McGill's a vet that, if he's good at anything, it's penetrating through the A and B gap. So he can do that. So we'll see how that goes. But I think he's going to come in and be caught up to pace, so I like that. So, um, Brian, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Got to say shout-out to the band turf president, Clayton. Uh, behind the scenes the man from napa valley really appreciate you guys thank you for all that you do and all the support we got a lot more content coming out this week and gotta say thank you to our show's executive producers kilted niner and 49ers george 365 brian any closing remarks before we take off my friend
2: no looking forward to another great week uh once again i hope i'm wrong about the niners and i hope that my dolphins look a little bit better than they did last
1: week against the jets I love it. I love it. And Shachay, thank you for the kind words. He says, "Like, subscribe, Patreon, do it." I love it. All right. Till next time. Hang in there. Those injury reports not going to get better this week. Until that point, stay strong, faithful.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.